0: and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast a podcast where we talk about all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest as always i am your host yoon and as always i'm joined by a very special lady
1: it's me mira
0: how are you doing today mira
1: i'm i'm very busy doing job but i am as of yesterday 25 years old Hooray. So I'm also having an existential crisis. Now,
0: how different is the world now that you are 25? Quarter of a century.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I don't physically feel any different. Okay. But I'm I'm just wondering like Am I still technically in my early 20s now or am I do your late 20s start when you are 26 or do they already start when you're 25? Am I now in my mid 20s? Are people going to look at me on the street and think, "Hmm, she should be married and or pregnant." And then I'm thinking, "Wait, should I be married and or pregnant?" Should I have a better job than the job that I have?
0: Well, I turned 26 in October, and I noticed that a lot of the, the things that you still get like a discount for, for being under 26, those do stop when you turn 26. Um, 25 instinctively kind of feels like more of a thing, but then you realize that 25 is still eligible for a lot of discounts. So that's still good. You you are still considered among the younger people.
1: Yeah, I, f- I still feel like I'm a teenager. So it's really wild that I get to, like, rent an apartment. But I don't even have my driver's license. But neither do you and you're two years older than me. It's just not something you need when you live in a city, really. But I do feel like... Maybe I should get my driver's license. But then I also feel like, I don't got that kind of money. But then I feel like I'm 25. I should be getting that kind of money. Shouldn't I be famous by now? If I wanted to be like a famous singer or actress ever, then I should have already done that. I'm, I'm...
0: None of this is... None of this is true.
1: I'm no longer young enough to be a prodigy. I should have started my modeling career... By 10 years ago. I haven't read War and Peace yet. Am I happy? Should, oh, I, be, should I be happier for being 25? Now, I, I feel pretty happy, but like, should I be happier by now or what?
0: Okay, let's... You're 25. That's fine. I'm 26. Um, at, at 25, there's still a bunch of artists in this year's Eurovision Song Contest that are older than you are. My God, it's not—it's not really a year of exceptionally young artists. I've—I've I've found. At least it doesn't seem like that to me. It seems like most artists are of a of a normal age, with just to say twenty five or over.
1: Wait, I'm no longer in the eighteen to twenty four demigra- demographic. You're Am not... I gonna get different kinds of ads on Facebook?
0: That's entirely possible.
1: Am I gonna start going gray like you started doing at twenty five?
0: I think I started going grey earlier than that, but sure.
1: And I dye my hair, mostly, so...
0: Well, that's, that's a recent development, but you might have felt it coming.
1: Yeah, I wanted to look younger, so I started dyeing my hair.
0: Um, so, so, I mean, you know, because we're talking about age, um, as far as I can tell, we have talked about the youngest artist this year, who is uh, Amaya from Spain. And she
1: is 17?
0: She's, uh, she's 19, actually.
1: She's 19. So that's
0: the youngest we have this year. And we've talked about the oldest artist this year, um, which is Fabrizio Moro from Italy, who's 42.
1: Give me a return of Engelbert Humperdinck. No, 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 no. no. no.
0: (laughs) By the way, Gromy is 39.
1: I'm gonna die. That killed me. You just snuck up behind me and stabbed me in the back with that little bit of information. So
0: all that to say age is age is relative. It's just a number. Who cares?
1: So I can still become as popular and successful as Grow Me?
0: Yes. You could even become more popular than Grow Me.
1: There is still hope.
0: There is still hope for you. I can you. still
1: become a DJ.
0: Is that not what you want?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: if you were to participate in Eurovision, Mira, what kind of song would you be bringing? I want you to tell me, you know, as a, as a late birthday gift... What is the kind of song that would be perfect for you?
1: Oh my god. And
0: how close will I get to approximating your description, the one you give me right now?
1: Well, you know, my ideal, most favorite Eurovision song to ever be on Eurovision was Sébastien Tellier's Divine.
0: Yes, okay. France, 2008.
1: It would be... Like, if if I was gonna be... On Eurovision, that would be the kind of song that I would bring, but maybe a little bit still weirder than that. Okay. Like, with a disruptive lo-fi guitar or computer sound under that. Okay. I want to do like a Sebastian Tellier slash David Byrne slash Mannequin Pussy slash Mitski. Slash Cosmo Sheldrake-esque song.
0: So some, something a little... Slash Jedward. <laughs> ah, see, now we're, getting, <laughs> now we're getting into Eurovision territory, because you're describing things that are definitely musically very interesting, but the question is, like, how, how often does, does something like that find its way into Eurovision?
1: Yeah, I know, but you're asking, what song would I want to bring, ideally, at Eurovision? It's that.
0: So, how do you feel about the looper?
1: The, I love the looper. The loop station. I I love it. I love it. How, I genuinely do.
0: How would you like to see that at Eurovision?
1: Oh, would that would that count as an instrument? Because it is an instrument. So obvious, we're gonna see Cosmo dis- Shellbreak yeah. this week.
0: Yeah, obvious discussion. There is like how much does that count as an instrument? Um,
1: and, and I. Used to not like it that much Mm -hmm. until I saw Cosmo Sheldrake uh, perform as the opening act for Johnny Flynn, like Mm -hmm. a long time ago, like five years ago or something. Sure. And it was so good that I afterwards did not pay attention to the Johnny Flynn concert because I was like, oh yeah, I just saw the main concert. That dude is no. He does he
0: does some amazing stuff. And he like
1: improvises with the looping board. So
0: we're not going to go quite as far here. This is still a three minute Eurovision song. It is mostly going to rely on the actual backing track. Sure. Um, but there is a little bit there, um, where she uses her looper. Saw it live in Amsterdam, and she did start off with uh, a bit of a bit of looping on the looper. So that's really neat. We are going to go to Israel.
1: Oh,
0: Yes, they will be represented by Netta Barzilai, or just Netta for Eurovision, and her song is called Toy.
1: Toy, boy, toy, you know you are my favorite, red boy.
0: Obvious rhyme with toy is boy, you're absolutely right. Um, I will not be telling you what this song is about. Oh? But...
1: Is it about a boy toy?
0: We'll talk about it after we listen. Is there anything else you would like to know?
1: Is she cute? Well,
0: that is also for you to decide.
1: <laughs> okay. Is this just an ad for Tel Aviv?
0: Uh, I think it's not an ad for Tel Aviv.
1: Oh, that's a first for Israel. Yeah.
0: Whether it will work as one remains to be seen though. So, uh, without further ado, let's listen to Israel's entry for Eurovision 2018, which is Netta and Toy. Ouch. <laughs> I'm not your a t-
1: gonna be hosted in Israel next year is what you're trying to tell me with
0: this. What am I trying to tell you?
1: This is an obvious winner.
0: Now remember, when we said that last year...
1: Yeah, okay. I'm going to tentatively say that this is a super obvious winner of Eurovision.
0: Um, Yeah, well, you wouldn't be surprised uh, that this is topping the betting odds. Absolutely. uh, That this is the favorite to win Eurovision. But like I just said, I have to remind you, the same thing was being said of Francesco Cabani and Occidentali's Karma last year, and it did not win. Um, There's still a lot of factors here to remain to be seen, whether it's what what it's staged as. Um, But yeah... Based
1: on this alone, it's it's really good. And she is really cute, and that girl in the video with the blue hair, mm. she looks so much like Ellen DeGeneres.
0: Okay. I had not yeah, I guess I
1: guess you're right. Sorry, I just wanted to mention that. Sure. Chief, cheap, cheap, cheap,
0: cheap, Okay, let's 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 go to the chicken part. What's that about?
1: Boys are as chickens, which is weird, because chickens are female yeah but it's really, really it's so fun to just make chicken noises uh-huh. at a boy who is an idiot yeah this this is a song about like helping another girl who is being treated badly, like nah, you deserve better than this fucking chicken boy.
0: well, see the thing with the chicken is it's uh it's also possible to read it as. Um, as a girl who is too afraid to speak up, ah, oh. and and the message thereby being, hey, don't forget you're way better than this. Just come right out, shout at this guy that you're not his toy.
1: Oh, but she says he's a bucka buck book buck.
0: Yeah, but every time she, <laughs> that that one, that one was great. But it's, it's it, it feels like every time she's she's doing the clucking noises, it interrupts a sentence that she's saying.
1: Oh, that's she's so a, cool. Buck, buck,
0: buck. He's a buck-a-buck-buck, buck. like it, he doesn't she doesn't get to the end of the sentence until she just shouts, "I'm not your toy."
1: Ah, uh, so good. I love her.
0: So that, like, works really well. Yeah, she's great. She's she's delightful. Very cute.
1: Uh, she looks a little bit Flemish, honestly.
0: I sure?
1: I, I definitely have, like, a friend who looks like her. Yeah,
0: that's possible.
1: And her outfits are great. Yeah, very cute. She looks amazing in this video. All the women in the video are really good looking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's like she says. Uh, she's a beautiful creature.
1: And the... The start bit with the the looper, the looper is really cool and well mm-hmm. done. Actually, it's weird. You you kinda gave me exactly what I was describing earlier as my perfect Eurovision song. Isn't
0: that interesting?
1: <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Did you know this when you first saw it? Like, oh, this is Mira's favorite. Um, not immediately, but I thought you
0: would you would probably like it.
1: Yeah. Um, I love it. This is so good. Yeah, I don't know what to, what else to say. Yeah,
0: it's pretty great. I w- I was very surprised by like how immediate the response to this was. Like it immediately blew up.
1: It's because majorly. it's like it's like the vague female empowerment song, but there's actually some force behind it, which right, we so usually don't really yeah, get. So she, it's has, she has like, said
0: that this was inspired by the hashtag Me movement. Ah. Like that—that that has been said. T- turning, turning the like the the obvious phrase to describe it into inspired by Me Too. This is not a song that, and I'm like, okay, let's not let's not put it that way, right? But I can definitely tell where it might have come from.
1: Yeah, it's like that. inspiring women to speak up.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's entirely what the song is. It's like her. Inspiring whoever she's singing to to speak up because
1: I'm gonna cry.
0: Like that's great, um, and I think it's really effective.
1: It really is. It's making me feel powerful.
0: That's the idea.
1: Why does she sing? I'm gonna take my Pikachu home.
0: Okay, so that that's that's the that's a question there. Like, what's she doing? I believe it's.
1: Is she allowed to say Pikachu?
0: Okay, so that's another question <laughs> that people have had. I mean, she says Barbie Pikachu.
1: Oh, these are all things you're not allowed um, to say.
0: Well, you say that. They're they're technically they're not brand names. Um,
1: Barbie's a brand name.
0: Well, Barbie is short for Barbara, so I mean,
1: right. But also
0: a Barbie is is colloquially just a way to describe a woman who, you know, is kind of kind of airheaded and she and the line and is it's... this Barbie's got something to say. You know, don't look at women as as just Barbies, but they have and something I mean, to say. And
1: I mean, Barbie did um, already uh, sue Aqua for their song Barbie Girl and were literally told by the judge to chill out about it.
0: Yeah no there's no, I mean I don't think Barbie would be suing it's, it's more like does the EBU think that's fine? I th- I think in both cases they are common enough phrases that don't necessarily count as as like a product endorsement or uh, or bad-mouthing a brand.
1: Yeah, okay, but Pikachu is, like... Would you be able to say Mickey Mouse in a Eurovision song? I That's a... don't think you would.
0: Well, you're you're not allowed to say Google Maps. Um, we discovered that in 2014. Uh, you are allowed to say FaceTime if you pretend like Fucking... you're talking about two words not capitalized face time when your song is about a long distance relationship so that makes a lot of sense um i don't know the, the rules have, the rules have been kind of
1: what does the pikachu line mean though what is she trying to say with it
0: so i think i think all of these these uh these things she mentions in that first verse they're all toys
1: no pikachu isn't a toy he is a friend and a and a Good, good creature.
0: Right, sure, but it, it's listing like a, a number of things that yeah, people yeah. have as toys: teddy bear, Barbie, Pikachu. Like you know, things you
1: objects, things you play yeah,
0: with, objects you play with. And the line is, "I'm taking my Pikachu home." I don't fully know exactly what it means, <laughs> but I like the 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 image that that sequence of lines. Is
1: Pikachu a euphemism for pussy?
0: It's entirely possible.
1: I love that. That is fucking hilarious.
0: I mean, that's that's probably what that is.
1: The only thing that I felt was missing from this song was a Nicki Minaj rap break. Nicki Minaj should have featured on this song. Can there be like... (laughs) If this wins... Can there be like an extended version with Nicki Minaj? There
0: can be an extended version with Jennifer Brenning, but I'm not sure there no. can be an extended version <laughs> no, with please. Nicki Minaj.
1: I'd rather not.
0: Listen up! Listen up! No. I'm um, so very great. I'm um, definitely, uh, cathartic to, to, to hear her sing it and to, to kind of sing along, even though I said to Anne, one of our listeners, hi.
1: Another, stop shouting her out.
0: Well, I'm sorry, but we, we did a lot of discussion after Eurovision in concert about certain songs and everyone seemed to agree like, oh yeah, this is kind of the best thing we've seen tonight. And I said it was definitely the most cathartic experience, but because it's, it's about, you know, that, that Me Too thing, I didn't know as a man how okay I was to sing along to that chorus. Mm. and it's it's just a question I want to throw across the table to you like how, how do you feel about that?
1: How do I feel about a room full of white gay men who have previously, like probably not five minutes before critiqued my outfit while jokingly grabbing my breasts singing this song? How do I feel about that? How do I feel about... Yeah, this. Well, I feel weird about that message being co opted by people who it's not for, but I think that getting this message across and being like this being a popular song is like that weighs out. That's not. Outweighs. That outweighs the discomfort that I might feel with Uh that. I'm like, well, the chance that this. That someone gets it now.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely is
1: pretty big. So that's nice. Yeah,
0: I think that's kind of also what what I settled on as a, as a feeling um, that you know it's it's on one hand specifically for women. Like always, I think things targeted towards an audience should not be only consumed by that audience and enjoyed by an audience. Yeah, no. And, and it's also an uh, um, an interesting way of of taking what you said vague empowerment songs and turning them into a slightly more aggressive more obvious package yeah. there and it 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 also shifts your attention to the very large female fan base of Eurovision which there is
1: Yeah absolutely I think it's good that we the the female fans of, of Eurovision, that there's something for us. I mean, there is always something for us. It's called Eurovision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, this speaks to me. I think that it's like we all heard of, at least heard about Beychella. It was so good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Beyoncé's music was not written for me. Sure, yeah. A white woman. No. Then Beyoncé did perform at Coachella which she, is a yeah, very she, white event. She did that. She did do that and made everything about her performance so African American, yeah. so steeped in African American culture. Unapologetically
0: black, yeah.
1: And called that out specifically. Of course,
0: because of where she was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this this was not written for you, but you will also benefit from this message.
0: And it does all of that without being pandering to anyone really, right? That's that's kind of the thing. It's not pandering to a specific Eurovision crowd, yet it is now being hoisted as like, oh yeah, one of the frontrunners to do well this Eurovision. We have an, we have another uh, couple of them coming up that are, you know, doing well with the bookies. Um, mm-hmm. But this is one of them.
1: I love this. This is my favourite so far.
0: I, I mean given the ones we've listened to that is perfectly logical.
1: <laughs> yeah, you um showed me a, a little recap of the ones we've done so far yeah. earlier and god we've been listening to some duds.
0: Yeah, I can I s- feel I like you
1: just... I can
0: see why you might not have been so very excited. Um but you may recall again like at the start of the season I wasn't really particularly excited and it, it takes a few standout tracks for the rest of the lineup to also kind of fall into place and to to get like a spot that makes sense sense without it necessarily being like oh this is a competitive song this is going to do well competitively or i see it in 18th place like whatever it's it's weaker songs get a place because there are stronger songs and thus the year's lineup kind of straightens itself out sorts itself out into different places mm-hmm. and that only really happens i think once you've seen the full spectrum of 42 of them which is for me i didn't realize i was only showing you the garbage because i had in my head like well there's israel and there's belgium and there's lots of songs that we that are really good so this year's fine but then then looking at that recap i showed you I was like oh yeah this is rough but hey here we are with uh with a banger
1: this is a, a strong, strong banger.
0: Um, that I think is, is, if it doesn't win, at least is going to do very well. We've no real idea yet of what the stage show is going to be, um, but Netta started most of her live performances by saying, hey, this is just a little teaser. Um, I, we have lots of surprises planned for you. Ooh. Um, and then uh, in Amsterdam um, was wearing a crown made of stiletto heels. Oh, I was just like, I like stilettos, but only on my head.
1: Bitch, like, yeah. Okay.
0: She's she's pretty great. Like she's pretty great.
1: I love it. No, but it's true. I love the shape of a stiletto heel, but I'm never gonna yeah. fucking wear one on my feet because I don't hate myself enough. <laughs> and like if you like wearing stiletto heels listener first of all how and second of all that's that's cool for you i'm just not going to do it
0: yeah exactly not putting anyone down for their opinions
1: yeah, or their preferences or their
0: preferences that's not the idea of the show
1: stiletto heels look really good yeah they're neat but on I, whoever's mean, I, wearing, I have no but... i don't
0: know how to walk in heels I've, i i yeah, there's no expectation of me to to do that or know how to do that ever.
1: Yeah, I now own like two pairs of heels and I do have like a lot of shoes. Two of them are heels and yeah. they're like the big square heels. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that are only like at most 4 centimeters high. Sure. <laughs> because there's a lot of cobblestones in Antwerp. I'm not yeah, going to It's not fucking... a great place to
0: walk in heels, no. But yeah, that's uh, that's Israel for this year. Love it. Like I said, it's not an ad for Tel Aviv, but it may be more effective in bringing people to Tel Aviv than their previous songs have been. If it wins. Yeah, which remains to be seen. I, I would like for there not to be an obvious winner this year. Um, this is a standout, of course. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like a resounding win. If it is a win, it's really hard to predict like... Whether, whether there's anything that's going to hold this back or not, mm-hmm. whether juries will love this as much as televoters, or if televoters are going to respond more to something else. It all remains to be seen. I love Eurovision because of the like uncertainty of that. but um, I'm really excited to see um, what Ned is bringing to us in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, me too. Well, that's going to do it for us.
0: It absolutely is.
1: Follow us uh on twitter at Eurodivision. uh like and subscribe wait no we're not on youtube
0: we are on youtube but i don't upload a lot of videos
1: well like and subscribe anyway um rate and comment
0: definitely do that on the
1: itunes where you can find this podcast And many others.
0: But this one in particular.
1: This one in particular.
0: We'll see you next time when we'll be talking about another song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. I've been Irun, she's been Mira. I have. Good night, Europe.
1: Good night, Europe. uh... Goodbye.